0: Shall make
1: you
2: free. He shall be free ease. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for July 17th, 2011. <clears throat> and today we're going to switch gears from the uh, Hidden Luciferian study and uh, do probably a couple studies on. The title for the actual study is Preparation for the Alien UFO Deception is in High Gear. And I know I've done many studies regarding this, but there's also a lot of breaking and news that has come up in the last anywhere from one to four, five months that is new and relates to this subject. And uh, as I believe, this is going to be one of the main deceptions and part of the strong delusion. Of the end time, I do believe it behooves us to understand this particular thing uh, in depth, so that we can also be a um, kind of a lighthouse to those people that are clueless about things when these events start to go down. And the predictive programming regarding Hollywood and the various news and media outlets and the movie industry and these types of things—they've uh, been setting us up for this for a long, long time, and they've. They literally have billions and billions of dollars in that alone, and that's just one aspect of the deception. So, we're going to be first listening to a clip on George Nori, and this is entitled, The Vatican Preparing 1.1 Billion Followers for the Alien Deception. Now, I did a whole teaching uh, a while back entitled, The Vatican Easing Humanity Toward Alien Disclosure. The Catholic Church seems to be at the forefront of the pseudo-Christian movement regarding the alien deception, the UFO alien deception. They seem to be at the very spear tip. And since most likely the other denominations at some point, when we end up having a one-world religion, as the Bible predicts, will assimilate and amalgamate themselves underneath the Catholic Church, particularly the... Um, various Christian denominations that would label themselves today. And I don't mean the actual remnant following them into this. I'm talking about the actual lukewarm uh, pseudo-Christian denominations that exist out there today, mostly the 501c3 corporate denominations that will fall in line, most likely. And I'm sure there will be people that will come out and will see the deception. And, And that's a big reason that this ministry exists, is so hopefully people will come out. Of those types of things, and not be uh, hoodwinked into believing all the lies that are upon the horizon regarding this particular deception. So, at the very beginning of the teaching on the PDF, this is going to be about well, it's going to be about 30 page PDF, and it'll be on page I guess about one or two are the teachings, uh, some of the teachings I've done on this subject. One is Vatican Easing Humanity Toward Alien Disclosure, and then UFOs, Aliens, Fallen Angels, Nephilim, and the Days of Noah, and then another one entitled The UFO Phenomenon, The Next Great Challenge for the Church. So those are some different ones that uh, relate to this particular subject for today. But we're going to be covering some, some things that I've never covered before regarding this movement, and so it's not just going to be rehashing everything we've already covered. There, there are definitely going to be some some uh, new things that we're looking into. So, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and roll this. It's, I think, a four or five minute YouTube clip regarding the Vatican preparing 1.1 billion followers for alien deception. Okay, so the first thing you're going to hear is George Nori talking and um, regarding this particular subject. And I'm just going to go ahead and roll this now.
3: An incredible story coming out of the Vatican. Listen to this. The senior Vatican scientist said that he would be delighted if we encountered intelligent aliens and would be happy to baptize them. His pronouncement opens up the possibility of space missionaries heading out to the stars to convert aliens to Christianity. We're going to talk with a couple guests in a moment about this story. First, though, Richard Hoagland from theenterprisemission.com. Richard, what does this all be? <laughs> Well, you know, the drip,
0: drip, drip is becoming a splash, splash, splash. This is obviously planned run-up to disclosure. I mean, there's no other way to to account for this. This guy is the Pope's chief astronomer. He is in charge of the Pope's
2: meteorite collection back in Rome. Uh, I didn't know... He's also in charge of his baseball collection and his coin collection, too, just so everyone knows. But actually, uh, just kidding there when we talk about the word disclosure if you're not familiar with that term it actually is when it's a buzzword for when the governments of the world most likely in unison come out and say okay here's the deal about the aliens and the ufos and and we're going to finally come out and lay all of our cards on the table and tell you what's really going on here and we're going to finally acknowledge their existence and most likely our collaboration with them. So let's go further.
0: The Pope had a meteorite collection. Well, he must have a good one. And he's speaking tomorrow at the British Science Festival in Birmingham, but he's just down the street when the Pope coincidentally happens to be in London when he makes this series of major pronouncements officially. This is not like, uh, you know, Cardinal Balducci. This is official on the record record vatican policy remember when they said that the uh, aliens or ets would be our brothers and sisters this was the same guy who said that it's drip drip at an increasing pace now in 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 a few days at the stephen greer's transformation conference down in arizona i'm going to be presenting some extraordinary new data on how all this fits into a disclosure paradigm that is racing at us at warp 9 that is uh you know, Rio Rico Conference. And all I can say is that there are going to be an accelerating cascade of these events, not only from the Vatican. I mean, the Pope is in, in, in London to, what, refer on the Vatican's perspectives on extraterrestrial, And you're going to see things coming from our administration. There's a lot of clues that we're getting closer to some kind of official movement this fall. Remember, there's this big conference the ESA conference going on in Rome beginning next week, where the Phobos data is supposed to finally come out that we've been talking about for months and months and months. So, no, I'm not surprised, and I'm looking forward to what your guests have to say, and all I can say is the big news here is not that the, the Church is saying we would baptize aliens. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> it's the legitimization of the conversation that aliens exist, George, and regardless of whether there are fake plans afoot, you know, the false flag, or it's the real deal, it's irrelevant. Because there's enough data on the public record now, our work, Stephen's work, a lot of other work, that regardless of politically where this has tried to be bent, to be manipulated, the truth will come out as soon as the idea of aliens is legitimized, and that's why
3: this story is of major import tonight. Well, I'm glad you pointed it out to us, Richard. Richard hopped all over the story. And, of course, the father of modern-day ufology, in one of my very first radio interviews of the paranormal and the unusual back in 1971, was none other than with Stanton Friedman. What is your reaction to this story That sounds kind of funny that the Vatican would love to baptize any ETs. Well, you know, when the Pope said last year, I guess it was, that, uh, you know, God made us, he made them, our brethren in outer space, and my first reaction was, what does he know that we don't know? It sounds like he was getting a billion Catholics ready for the big disclosure, doesn't it? I mean, why else would he say something?
2: I mean, obviously, this would have massive religious implications worldwide in every religion, every belief system, but particularly, particularly the, I guess you would say the monotheistic, and particularly then Christianity, okay? Because obviously, this whole deception is being set in motion in order to discredit the Lord Jesus Christ. Bible-believing Christianity, the Word of God. It's just, that's the ultimate aim of this whole thing, and that's what you always have to keep in the center of your forethought regarding this deception. That's why it's here. It's here to destroy the faith of many and and to try to undermine Bible-believing Christianity, to try to steal your faith in the word of God, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and make you inept for Christ, that, that, that you cannot do anything paralyzed with fear, you know, oh, I didn't see this in my Bible anywhere, and, and my pastor never warned me about any of this, and if this happens, and I do believe it's at some level it's going to happen, there's way too much invested um, in this, And I do believe this is part of the strong delusion that the Bible refers to, that God will send in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. This has major, major implications. And we need to understand how to fight this uh, now and when it gets to the point where, let's say we have disclosure, let's say we've got UFOs suddenly appear over major city structures, which has been a very, very common theme in uh, Hollywood, in many of their blockbuster movies that they have, they have had, and, and not only that, sci-fi and, and sci-fi channel and those types of things. So, again, we've, we've covered that in depth in a lot of other teachings, and I do give you the links to those in this particular study. The next article is entitled, Director of the Institute of Applied Astronomy is Convinced Extraterrestrial Life Exists, and it will be in contact soon. So here's the guy, Director of the Institute of Applied Astronomy, and he weighs in on this in that, I believe it's that Russian news magazine or, or uh, online news outlet, RT. They were interviewing him, and they asked him, and I'm just going to read you a small excerpt from this particular interview. They asked him, as a scientist, would you guarantee 100% that we will discover life? In other words, in outer space. And his answer is, this is the director of this astronomical uh, institute. He said, yes, and I will explain why. You see, there is a rationale, if not purely scientific, outlook on the universe, which is a process can either be unique, or if there is at least one similar occurrence, then it is a regular phenomenon. Meaning, because it happened on Earth, and because there's billions of planets out there, what has happened on Earth has to have happened... On some other planet. Because it just has to be. Because that's what's, quote, scientific. But the Bible says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools in Romans 1. And in, that verse reminds me of a lot of these people that are in science that are always trying to de- debunk the Bible and debunk that a God exists and, you know, prove evolution and prove Darwinism and prove the Big Bang, which are just totally asinine concepts if, if looked at them even from a scientific standpoint. But when you can throw billions and billions of dollars at that, at those subjects, like our government has done, essentially, and, and other governments have done through the educational systems, when you could throw enough money at something, you can achieve results for Satan. Even if, even if the concept is totally uh, Crazy. It's called brainwashing, essentially. And that's what you've you've got here. So, he goes on to say, uh, the universe consists of about 100 billion galaxies, and each of them has roughly 100 billion stars. These are immense multitudes. Um, Yeah, they are. And praise the Lord Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ made all of them. The Bible says all things were made by him, meaning Jesus Christ, and without him was not anything made that was made. John 1 it goes on to say almost all stars might have planets, and some of those planets, be it 10% or even 1%, might be suitable for the origin of life. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy into this hook, line, and sinker. The problem you run into is if you believe there's like another Earth out there, or let's say a million other Earths, well, then Jesus Christ would have had to have went to those planets respectively, or if you believe in parallel universes, which is a lot of the the sci-fi wants to push that as well, well, then you have to believe that, or you would kind of a logical leap if you believe in Christianity Is well, okay, did Jesus Christ go there to those planets and die on the cross for their sins as well, as well as ours? I just don't see any Bible for it at all. But again, when you get into this whole scientific way of looking at things, most of the time it is going to run contrary to the Word of God because of the bent they're putting on it. Actually, science proves the Word of God in in the Bible. But they're only going to give you their particular bent because they're the ones that are throwing all the money at a particular thing and they want a particular controlled outcome. Or a way, of, a, a way that that is interpreted. So, let's go further. The next article is, is called UFOlogy, the world's fastest growing quote, scientific religion. Because it is. It's, this is a religion that we're talking about here. A, a lot of times, you think of it, oh no, it's not. It's just, some people believe in UFOs and some people don't. Yeah, but it's way more than that. Like the study I did, the UFO... Um, phenomenon, the next great challenge for the church. It it is something that challenges and goes totally contrary and totally against what the Word of God says. And if you have a mass uh, disclosure at some point, and these aliens come to the forefront with all this advanced technology and all these things, and they start explaining, well, you know what? You're our little science project, and we actually made you a long time ago. We seeded this planet millions of years ago. Now, this is called the Ancient Astronaut Theory. This is essentially what intelligent design teaches. It does not teach what many people think it teaches. Creationism, Yeah, creationism, but the aliens were our creators. That's what intelligent design actually teaches, and I've even done a whole study on that. Just key in intelligent design in the search box on ContendingForTruth.com. And and you can find that. But these aliens came around millions and billions of years ago, and they seeded the planet with us. And, and some of the accounts are that, you know, they they seeded us as human life forms. Some of it that are that we the planet was seeded with, like, you know, the two-celled amoeba, amoeba that came out of the primordial sludge and developed into, you know, the fish to the goat to the lamb to the gorilla to us. And it takes a whole lot more faith to believe that evolution, Darwinism, than it does to believe the Word of God, the Bible. But that's most likely what they're going to say. And I, and I say that because people that have that have had experiences, whether it be channeling, whether it be abductions, whether it be whatever, close encounters of the fourth kind, whatever you want to call them, this is what they're told by these demonic entities, by these... Entities that interact with them that are pure evil. This is what they're told. And they're always obsessed with debunking Christianity. They don't care that in these abduction scenarios and in these channeling scenarios. There's no problem with Hinduism. There's no problem with Buddhism. No problem with Zoroastrianism. Mormonism, Jehovah Witnesses. There's no problems with any of these other religions. It's Bible-believing Christianity, the Word of God in the English language the King James Bible that's what they have their problem with that's what they always focus on and in many of these teachings that I've done on the subject you'll see it over and over and over again i wonder why they're so focused on that which really validates it's kind of a reverse validation of christianity if you think about it because they're evil they're liars they're they're totally about deception and if you were Satan, wouldn't that be what you would focus on? You wouldn't care about Hinduism. You already got them. Or Buddhism. They're already, they're already Satans. They're already on the way to hell. They're already operating from a diluted, false religion standpoint. And I pray to God their souls be saved. But But that's... There's no threat. Bible-believing Christians are a threat to Satan. And in the end times, that, you know, all you have to do is read Daniel and Revelation and know that's the case. So, let's go further. This next article, again, uh, UFOlogy, the the world's fastest growing scientific religion. Many people wonder why we write about the UFO phenomenon. Uh, Isn't it just a side issue, but in fact, it's so important to oppose this particular belief, because ET belief, meaning extraterrestrial, is quickly becoming the world's most scientifically acceptable false religion. I mean, look at the Vatican, the announcement they just made. And they keep making announcements. It's not like they, you know, made an announcement two or three years ago and then they quickly, like, recanted and, and, like, got embarrassed and, and, you know what I mean? Like, they were trying to cover it up. Oh, we kind of made a mistake. We shouldn't have said that. They keep coming out with stuff over and over and they're getting more bold in their statements, in their assessments. They're going to baptize aliens? So all you pastors, get your baptismal tanks warmed up. You're going to have a whole host of aliens coming off the mothership. You know? I mean, it's, it's, it's totally insane. But they're bringing this up over and over again. And they're conditioning the populace. This is another conditioning tool of the some of the ones I've mentioned. So it's quickly becoming the world's most scientifically acceptable false religion and a major stumbling block to Christianity. And although some of its adherents are serious followers, the reality is that polls show that belief in UFOs is mainstream and held by the average Joe in the street. For example, a CNN Time magazine poll, and this was in 1997, I'm, I'm sure it's more than this now, they found that 80% believe that the government is hiding the existence of extraterrestrial life forms. believe aliens have contacted humans. 50% believe that aliens have abducted humans. And 75% believe that a UFO crashed near Roswell. And that was 1997, a long time ago. So in one sense, the majority of the population believes that UFOs are real physical craft piloted by beings from other planets. So, does that make them adherents to this UFO, alien-type religion in a religious sense. The purpose of this article is to sound a clarion call that such beliefs make people vulnerable to further and possible deeper deception. In other words, if you don't understand the premise and what UFOs and this whole alien deception, and I would throw in there the ascended master deception, which I've covered many times, which I believe is going to be totally linked with the UFO deception... Because the ascended masters are going to, when they come, and I believe this is going to have a lot to do with the unveiling of the Antichrist and the false prophet, but when these ascended masters make their big debut, they're going to be the ones saying, hey listen, all these UFOs and this whole alien thing, that was us. (laughs) They work for us. We control them. And so you better listen to us real closely that's that's how I believe it's going to go down, because that's what they've said, essentially, regarding this deception. They've, they've made no... Uh, that's clearly what they've indicated regarding that. So, going further, this is why it's so important to place all of our thinking on the Word of God and not be misled into thinking that because the universe is so big that there must be extraterrestrial life on other planets, as that one um astronomer that we just quoted is saying, has to be. Many are worried that real E.T. visitations might falsify the Bible if we are wrong. Which is exactly what Satan would want you to think. Which is exactly why most, I would say, people that will call themselves Christians avoid this like the plague. It's like, you know... You're in this room, and there's this dark corner in the room that you really don't want to mess with. There's something over there, you know something's over there, and it's in the darkness, and you just want it to stay in the darkness and, and never have to ever deal with it. This is almost how the subject is treated. But we shouldn't, I, I don't believe that should be our, um, our attitude toward this particular thing. We need to confront it head on. It's evil, it's of Satan. There's perfectly reasonable explanations for all of this, which I've gotten into in many other teachings. And I know some of this is redundant, I might be saying, for some of the listeners that have been long-time listeners. But particularly since we put the, the uh, newsletter list up there on contentingfortruth.com on the right side, the free sign-up box, we've gotten a lot more people signing up. And for a lot of people... This may be the first time, or or Christians, this may be the first time they've ever heard any of this information, and it may be totally overwhelming, so I kind of want to give kind of an intro, and then I'm going to recap things at the very end. I would imagine this is probably going to be at least four parts to to get this done, and it might be longer, I don't know. So, going further, unlike Buddhism, uh, whatever you want to say, Buddhism, Zoroastrianism, Islam, etc. Extraterrestrial belief has a veneer of scientific credibility. Arguably, the the world's most famous scientist, Stephen Hawking, has even stated that he believes aliens probably exist. And the world's most famous atheistic evolutionist, Richard Dawkins, as anti-theistic as he is, has no problem with aliens, theoretically, seeding life on Earth. If you want to understand that concept of the aliens of the ancient astronaut theory and seeding life on Earth, go up to YouTube and key in Mission to Mars Ending Scene. Okay, so it's Mission to Mars, Ending Scene. Key that in. And you will see the ending scene where the the um, feminine-looking large gray alien is, in, is showing one of our astronauts on Mars how we came to be. And it's that essential, you know, supposedly millions of years ago Mars was in trouble, they had to get out of there, and what they did is they sent this pod over to Earth that literally was like seeding the planet, which ultimately ended up being humanity after it had evolved millions and millions of years ago. And they show this all in graphic detail, this whole process. It was like a movie being played out before this particular astronaut. So this is the propaganda that's also reinforced totally in the public school systems. Not so much, so much the aliens, but the concept of evolution. And the whole Big Bang theory. And okay, where did we really come from? I mean, because even the Big Bang doesn't explain that. You know and evolution really doesn't explain that, but if we have the ancient astronaut theory, where the aliens did it, where they're our creators, and they were the ones that, that even gave us the Bible, but we've messed that up so bad, and it's all so corrupted now, they're going to give us the true interpretation of Scripture as well. you see where I'm going with this? Do you see why this could be uh, very, very cataclysmic, to many people's faiths in the Lord Jesus Christ if they fall into this. So, going further, uh, let's see here. Okay, so Richard Dawkins has no problem with aliens theoretically seeding life on Earth, provided that somewhere down the chain of creators there is a life form that arose via evolution. Again. Exactly what I just talked about. Anti-Christian scientist and co-discoverer of the DNA molecule, Sir Francis Crick, similarly proposed that life came via panspermia, meaning life was seeded by aliens, or the ancient astronaut theory. Now, I did a whole teaching on the ancient ancient astronaut theory and the Raelians, because they're like the ones that really, that, that cult, they're the ones that really brought that whole ancient astronaut concept Um, into some mainstream thinking. I I give you the actual uh, link to that uh, right here below this paragraph. It would probably be on about page 2 or 3 of this PDF. So, panspermia, that life was seeded by aliens as possibly an explanation for the mind-boggling complexity of the coded information on DNA. Yeah, this just all happened by chance. Yeah. Me, you, the whole universe... Just some random thing that just kind of came together. Now, if you took a Rolex watch and you took out all the parts and they were all individual and you, you took them in a box, you put them in a box and you shook them up. How many millions of years would you have to shake up that box for it to finally become a Rolex again? Well, you'd say never. It would never ever in a million years happen. You're right. Yet, we're supposed to believe that life like, through some spark of life, some lightning bolt that maybe came out of, the so, uh, out of the sky, hit the primordial sludge a million, gazillion years ago, and out of the primordial sludge, that lightning bolt formed a two-celled amoeba that ultimately ended up turning into some type of aquatic sea creature, and then ultimately ended up getting, I don't know, appendages kind of lumbered itself on land and, and then formed a hippopotamus. I don't know. It's, it's just crazy, the whole concept of it. But that's what they would have you believe. Now, if the ancient astronaut theory, if, if the aliens came around and they make their big debut, well, they'll say, no, 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 actually, that is crazy, they'll probably say. We actually created you. We seeded the planet, but we knew that we pre-programmed these organisms that we seeded the planet with to ultimately form different and various life forms because we are wonderful, benevolent, we are your wonderful, benevolent creator, gods, small g. That's what they're going to most likely say something to that effect. It's just a matter of time before this happens on some level. And if they were to so happen to come when mankind was in a huge, gigantic crisis. Now, we've had a ton of crises this year, alone. I mean, just the weather events, the Fukushima nuclear fallout, knowing that there are, that Fukushima disaster could be multiplied probably a thousandfold in America with all of the nuclear power plants we have here, knowing that Islam was to totally destroy America and have all kinds of sleeper cells and all kinds of people prepositioned, you could go on and on and on and on about all the different scenarios that could possibly happen. Avion Flu, there's now a new movie called Contagion, I believe, where they're, they're, they're firing up the Avion Flu fervor again. So, in 2006, I did a 14-city tour regarding that specific subject on the Avian Flu, And uh, you can go up on YouTube and just key in like Dr. Scott Johnson, Avion. And I don't know if anybody's put up the, I can't do it because there's copyright issues with the Prophecy Club. But from time to time, people put it up. And you can watch that presentation. Or you can go, you'll find my PowerPoint presentation online. And I talk quite a bit about that. That's just one scenario. And then how the vaccinations play into that. And there's all these potential cataclysms. World War III in the Middle East. On the heels of all of this cataclysm, and war, and pestilences, and famines, and earthquakes in diverse places, as the Bible clearly predicts in Matthew 24, most likely this is when we're going to have the Antichrist usher on the scene. And if he comes with these supposed ascended masters like they're saying they're going to do and their armada of ships, you need to have your footing, you need to be have your house built on the solid rock of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the winds come and the waves come and these types of things, you're going to be fine. Most people are not going to be in that boat, though. Most people are going to buy into this hook, line, and sinker. And then there's going to be lines, signs, and wonders, and miracles to go along with all of this. And technology like we've never seen before, probably. And the fact that they may say, well, you know what? He's going to come as a man of peace. He's going to be able to figure out the Middle East conflict. He's going to probably be able to figure out a lot of the major ecological disasters that are taking place right now. He might he might be able to find have a they might be able to have a snap way where they can clean up all the radiation, maybe even stop the earthquakes because most likely they're creating them through harp. All this cataclysmic weather. Now I understand the Lord Jesus Christ is in control, but He's also letting this happen, and it is part of the strong delusion. So the Antichrist is going to come as the guy. He's going to be like the ultimate answer man. He's going to have all the answers for everything. So, I'm just trying to paint for you the potential scenario that we're most likely facing, on some level. I can't be dogmatic about every single point. I've talked a lot about Maitreya possibly being the Antichrist, but I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket. I think he's going to play a part. They've got way too much invested in him and these ascended masters, and I mean they, meaning the United Nations, the Luciferians, the Illuminati, the highest level New Agers. That's who they've been pointing to for a long, long time. Alice Bailey, Madame Blavatsky. They've been pointing to these ascended masters. Not me. They. And if you want to know, if you want to know about the, the teachings I've done on this Maitreya character, who actually the United Nations actually sponsored his Share International website, just key in Maitreya in the search box at ContendingForTruth.com on the right hand side, and a whole bunch of teachings I've done on him will come up. M-A-I-T-R-E-Y-A, I I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, let's go further. Okay, so continuing. As atheists, mainly due to their evolutionistic beliefs, they claim there is no evidence for God. However, they have no problem resorting to unseen aliens as our creators. Design, apparently, is not the problem. It's God being the designer that they have the problem with. Why is that? Well, because they don't want to have to answer to the holy God of the Bible. Because then there may be ramifications for their evil, for their sin. They, don't want, they want to be able to do and say and live whatever way they want to live with no consequences. These people that are behind, particularly like in the Illuminati, and a lot of these high-level scientists and people like this that are in charge of putting out these textbooks or these reports. When people see an unidentified flying object in the skies, or a UFO, or come in contact with beings who claim to be from a galaxy far, far away, it has added credibility in the minds of the experiencers because so many scientists believe in alien life as well. In addition, science fiction, which is massively influential, creates a futuristic world where highly technologically advanced aliens can overcome the laws of physics to visit the Earth from star systems billions of light years away, perhaps. And they do that either by ship travel or by Stargate, or what they call wormhole travel. I mean, there's whole sci-fi shows devoted to that. Stargate Atlantis, Stargate S.G.I., Stargate Universe, okay, and I, and I would propose to you, and this whole CERN thing going on with the uh, the largest particle collider on the planet over there in Europe, you know, what are they trying to do? They're trying to create wormholes in, in interdimensional portals where these entities can literally enter into our plane of existence, a lot of occultists have been obsessed with doing that, and uh, there's been a lot of attempts made by high-level occultists to do that very thing. Alistair Crowley, um, Ron Parsons of Jet Propulsions Laboratory, uh, L. Ron Hubbard, who was a Satanist, worked with L. Ron, um, Ron Parsons, and they've, there's different workings that they call them that they've done to usher in different high-level, fallen angelic entities that were up to that point, they must have been restrained in some way, shape, or form by the Lord Jesus Christ from coming into our plane of existence. But as these occultists do more and more workings to invite these things into these stargates and these wormholes and these portals, the world becomes more and more depraved and wicked. You, you, you see how wicked and evil and things are getting? Well, that's a big reason for it, because what the occultists are actually doing in their religion, which they take very seriously, in order to invite these entities into our plane of existence—that's a whole other subject—but that's part, a big part of the of the problem as well, and it's something that we can pray against. I've went to many of these places where these stargates supposedly exist to pray and to try to undo what these high level occult New Agers are doing. Um. Regarding that, so let's go further here. Let me just read that last line again. In addition, science fiction, which is massively influential, creates futuristic worlds where highly technological advanced aliens can overcome the laws of physics um, to visit the Earth from star systems billions of years away. As such, the majority of people, including most Christians, tend to gravitate towards the idea that they have just seen or experienced something otherworldly. Seemingly more credibility was added when NASA launched an astrobiology program dedicated to studying, quote, the origin, evolution, distribution, and destiny of life, wherever it might exist, end of quote. NASA's very evil. There's been whole books written on the evils of NASA, just so you know. Uh, they're not about proving the God of the Bible. They're about debunking the word of God in the God of the Bible. Okay, So there's been, again, whole books written on that particular subject, how wicked they are. Um, and then going further, it says, it gives added traction to the idea that there might, uh, that there might actually be life out there. Why would SETI, which stands for the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence Institute, be scanning the skies using many millions of radio frequencies every second for broadcasts from intelligent beings if they didn't believe they actually existed. New Scientist, the magazine, recently reported that Seth Shostock, Shostock, the director of SETI, was confident that within 24 years we would detect an alien civilization. He said, quote, there are maybe like 10 to the 21st power Earth-like planets out there. Believing there aren't ETs is believing in miracles. So in other words, it's not a possibility. There has to be, because there's just too many planets. It's like professing themselves to be wise. They became fools, is what it's all about. Uh, new Science, New Scientist said, quote, he bet the audience that we would find E.T. within our lifetime, or else he'd buy us a cup of Starbucks. Oh, isn't that special? Well, I mean, with millions of UFO sightings and alien abductions, what do you mean finding them within our lifetime? (laughs) We've been found by them, obviously. I mean, I think it's insane, the height of insanity to spend all these billions of dollars on these worthless programs to communicate with demonic beings when we've, we've had millions of abduction scenarios alone. And we will discuss that more in depth later. Millions of UFO sightings. And they're increasing in frequency. I wonder if that has anything to do with preparing us for some great coming end time delusion. Well, sure it does. Going further, as as we wrote in prepare ye the way the aliens are coming, and there's a link there this, for this particular ministry. Um, now, they don't use, the one thing about it is they don't use KJV, so um, which is very common. Most ministries don't, but uh, I just want to give you a little warning there. As we wrote in prepare ye the way the aliens are coming, the ET religion is not only a subset of, of the origins issue, it provides a complete replacement theology for Christianity. A complete replacement theology. God is out of the picture. Jesus Christ is just an ascended master, is what they're going to say. That's what they've already said. We are moving into the age of Aquarius, according to the New Agers. Okay, The age of Pisces, they're going to say, was dominated by Jesus Christ. Now we're going to be moving into the age of Aquarius, which will be dominated by who they say is Maitreya. Who they say was the one that actually overshadowed Jesus Christ when he lived here 2,000 years ago and gave him the ability to do all the miracles he did on this earth. And actually it was by Maitreya's power that Jesus Christ did what he did on the cross. I'm telling you, that's what they say. I know it's total blasphemy, but that is going to most likely be this part of this complete replacement theology that is given to Christians, and most Christians aren't going to have a clue. Most Christians don't really even open their Bible, and if you don't open it, how do you really believe it? You know, I mean... If you don't study it, the Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15. Be like the Bereans, which were more noble than those of Thessalonica, as the Bible talks about in Acts. But most Christians don't really do that. And I'm not saying I'm like Mr. Grand Poobah, whatever, best Bible knower of all time. Uh, But I studied enough to, to, to be able to easily see what we're going to be talking about today, and the problem is, is this is not taught in the churches at all, for the most part. Most part, the 501c3 Corporate Churches of America, pick your denomination, do not talk about this type of thing, it would not be popular, the pastors would probably be labeled, they would probably lose a large percentage of their, of their congregation, at least they think that, and they'd lose a ton of money. Maybe they'd lose their 501c3 tax exemption. I don't know. Who knows? That would be terrible. Anyway, the Raelians are the only, are only one example of a cult that has evolutionism and UFOlogy at its core. They believe that Elohim were our extraterrestrial creators, but don't know where they came from. They, were they likewise created, or did they evolve from mindless matter? And if they were created, who created their creators? And their creators, and their creators. Although they link, although they think they have solved the origin of life, even advocating intelligent design, each creator race, which is what, like I said, that's what intelligent design is all about. It's just about a creator race that came here millions of years ago. Okay? Even if they're advocating that, each creator race only moves the question back one more step to a different planet with no ultimate answer. In other words, well, who created their creators? And then who created that creator? You know, it never ends. Again, it takes a whole lot more faith to believe that than it does to believe that the Lord Jesus Christ created the universe. He spoke it into existence. Just see Genesis one. So this doctrine of UFO logical religion. Okay, what are, what are some tenets of this doctrine? Number one, there is a soteriological or a doctrine of salvation aspect to the UFO religion. Okay, So they've got their own salvation concept. Like we do in Christianity with being a born-again Bible-believing Christian through the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, they've got their own doctrine of salvation. Our space brothers are said to be older and more advanced, both ethically and technologically. This is a bizarre claim given the brutal putrid, evil, malevolent, and sword nature of some of these abduction encounters. And there's millions of them. Huh. I mean, if they're more ethically pure than we are, or more ethically, at a higher ethic level, then <laughs> that's garbage. Okay, I'm not saying man's perfect. Okay, by any stretch of the imagination. But these things are pure pure. Pure, malevolent, evil, with no compassion, no no love, at all. Often, New Age religion is strongly intertwined with UFO beliefs. The ETs are going to save us from global warming, etc., and show us how to live in harmony with our planet. Earth, as an organism, figures in as well. A theme popularized by the film Avatar. I mean, there were some, I've read the accounts of this film Avatar, where people were like going to it, and they were, people went into withdrawal after they saw the movie from when I, some did, where they got so wrapped up in this fantasy, which kind of reminds me of the whole video game thing, you know, for a lot of people. They're so wrapped up in this world that when they exited the theater and started to try to live life like the next day, they went into massive depression. They were like support groups. I don't know if they were psychiatric or what across the nation to try to help the people that had watched Avatar that were so devastated because our world's not like that. And it was, you know, it was this pagan. I didn't watch it. I don't go to movies. I don't, I don't, I try not to give money to Hollywood. Okay, um... Because, you know, if you go there, you are sponsoring that to a certain extent. I mean, that's how they make their money, right? But, I mean, it was unbelievable. But it, it, the show also, if you bought into it and if you believed it, which obviously many people really did, there's huge religious implications to that. How, does, how do you go there and believe that, you know, this world avatars this wonderful utopian pagan world and call yourself a Bible believing Christian at the same time? They're contradictory. So going further here, part of the salvation in the E.T. religion often involves evolving to the level of our E.T. benefactors. Its origins are found in the satanic you-will-be-like-God deception that emanates from the Garden of Eden. You know, when the serpent went to Eve, you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. It's the same thing. It's the same crux of this whole going from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius, going into the dawning of a new world order. That, that so many of these channeled spirits, aliens, ascended masters, whatever, are telling man has to evolve, man has to go into the new world order, the one world, come, one world religion, one world political system, one world economic system, one world currency. Man has to um, acquiesce and evolve into this, and if we will allow this to happen, we will be as gods and another aspect of that is the whole aspect of transhumanism when there's there's whole large movements now in the transhumanism community which are seeking this godhood seeking to get their dna altered seeking to get implants which make which literally will influence thought processes which make them part man or part woman and part machine cyborgs if you will that have this hive mind mentality where everybody's on the same page moving toward the same goal the same goal is ultimately the lake of fire but they don't know that because that's where they're all going to end up and then ultimately into the tribulation and taking the mark of the beast that's where this is all heading they're just trying to get everybody on the same page But that's one of the big carrots that Satan's putting out in front of people. You're going to be as gods. But in order to get there, you might have to get this implant. You might have to get your DNA altered. And we'll take care of that with, with one of our lovely vaccinations. Because the vaccinations, um, self-admittedly, are being uh, and have been tainted with foreign DNA. Who knows what kind of DNA they're actually putting in there? And I've done many teachings on vaccinations. If you want to know more about that subject, just key in vaccinations in the search box at contendingfortruth.com. Um, one of my specialties, I would have to say, regarding that particular subject. And that's just one of the things they're doing, vaccinations. Growing them, uh, literally culturing the vaccinations off aborted babies. <laughs> at least 13 of them are, that's the case. And I give you all the, all all those vaccinations that are cultured from aborted babies. Um, in my slide presentation on avian flu, available on YouTube, and I've done that. I've done that. I did that in a recent teaching as well. So again, I don't want to go down that road too much, but I think that's going to be a real big part. And again, I, from what I could see in this contagion trailer that I watched, this new thing about this coming avian bird flu pandemic that just spreads like you wouldn't believe which will invoke massive amounts of panic. Now again, is that something where these supposed aliens or ascended masters could come to the forefront and say, Hey, listen, uh, we've got a vaccination for you. We can wipe all this out. You know, we, we can take all this away. We've got the technology to eliminate. Would you like to have our vaccine? And don't you think if people were thinking they're going to die, they would do anything to save their own skins? Most people that's another scenario you could go over scenario after scenario after scenario it's, it's just amazing to me the, the most amazing thing is that it hasn't happened yet God in, in in his restraining hand this restrainer that I believe the Bible talks about in second Thessalonians chapter 2 this restraining force has held a lot of this back I think a lot of most of it is God's mercy hopefully to see as many people that can get saved will get saved. And then this restraining hand is going to be removed, and then the Bible says, and then that wicked, capital W, will be revealed. Whom the Lord will consume with the brightness of his coming, and you know, the sword of the spirit, essentially. It's the Antichrist. So, going further, if the ET deception has the same source, well, Let me read the last sentence. Its origins are found in the satanic you-will-be-like-God deception that emanates from the Garden of Eden. If the ET deception has the same source, we shouldn't be surprised at the parallels. Sometimes ETs also act as judges. Raelianism, the the cult, Raelianism, which again, I gave you the link to the teaching I did on it about the ancient astronaut theory. Raelianism claims that there is a panel of judges who will get to decide who gets to be cloned again to eternal life. So what do they do? De- like, do re- re- clone somebody and then take their soul and spirit and put it in that clone body? Uh, so maybe that's the lie they give you. I don't know. But they'll be cloned again to eternal life, and who doesn't? These ETs will judge this. This is based on works, like all other false religions, such as Islam, Mormonism, you name it, etc. But in the absence of an omniscient God who decides, but but in the absence of an omniscient God, who decides what's good enough? And what authority do mere men have to decide whether someone is good enough, or they themselves are good enough, and by whose standard? See, that's what all false religions are based on, works. Every one of them. Every ism on the planet. And most uh, Christian religions, who will call themselves Christian, are based on works as well. Well, I'm a good person, particularly Catholics. Keep the seven sacraments, do this, do that, that's what gets you saved. Whereas the Bible says, for by grace are ye saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. God will share his glory with no one. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. And the first verse I quoted was um, Ephesians 2, 11. So, that's the way God has it. His plan of salvation. Okay? It's not of works lest any man should boast. All of these other isms, including now, now we can include in this, the coming UFO false deception, which is also of Satan, just like these other false religions, again, is going to be based on works. Works appeals to the pride of man. Well, I did it, and I am a god now. You're a worm, dude. You are delusional. Personally, I don't want to be a God. I mean, I don't know what the Lord Jesus Christ has in store for us because the Bible says, I have not seen nor ear heard what the Lord has in store for them that love Him. Okay? I don't exactly know what's in store for us in heaven as a born-again Bible-believing Christian. I know it's good. I know it's something we cannot comprehend. But I don't want to try to be a God on this earth. I just mess everything up. You know? But they want to be as God's. There's some big time appeal to, on all of these different religions, to being your own little God. Because I guess if, if if you are your own God, then you don't have to answer to any other God. And you can kind of do things the way you want to do it. And the way you see fit. It's just a lie though, it's a lie from the pit of hell. Okay, so let's go further here. Okay, so in what authority do mere men have to decide whether someone is good enough, or are they themselves good enough? And by whose standard? This is a problem is common with the redemption aspect of most false religions. And again, there's only two religions in the world: Bible-believing Christianity, for by grace are you saved, and and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Okay, through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I've done. uh, If you don't understand that, if you're not saved. Go to contendingfortruth.com. There is a tab at the very top that says True Salvation. Click on that. You can listen to my teaching. And then there's other teachings below it which kind of answer after you get saved. Okay, what about then? Okay, so a lot of those teachings below pertain to that subject. There's True Bible Believing Christianity and then there's all your isms. There's only two religions on the planet. And all of the other isms, Catholicism, Hinduism, Buddhism, etc., etc., etc. Now UFO. Ism or whatever. All of those religions are based on works. Every one. To some extent or another. So you can simplify things very quickly that way. If you get into theological debates with people that, you know, say, What about Buddhism? What about, uh, there's only two religions. The, all the other isms are the broad way which leadeth to destruction. So, going further, there's also an estological aspect of this UFO religion. For some, in some beliefs, the ETs will come and take away all the people who refuse to let Mother Earth evolve. Either Now, what I'm doing is, not to say I, I, I necessarily agree with everything that's said today in regard to some of these articles I'm reading, but it, it is good to at least broach these subjects so that if we ever do see it in the future, we can say, "Oh yeah, I remember that. I, I I I I know how to defend this now." Or yeah, you can you can re-reference it or revisit it, and um, that's why it's a lot of times good to download or save like the PDFs that I put up online, and may possibly even some of the audios, and not just me, but any anywhere that that um ministry where you're getting truth, you know. To do that, because you know, when they take the internet down, who knows when that's going to be. But at that point, you won't have access to this type of information anymore. Okay, so again, in some beliefs, the ETs will come and take away all the people who refuse to let Mother Earth evolve, either destroying them or taking them to someplace else. For instance, New Age and E.T. Chandler, Barbara Marchiniak writes in her book, Bringers of the Dawn, teachings from the Pleiadians in other words these are the aliens that that came from the star system of the the Pleiades she says quote the people who leave the planet during the time of earth changes do not fit in here any longer and they are stopping the harmony of earth when the time comes that perhaps 20 million people leave the planet at one time there will be a tremendous shift in consciousness for those who are remaining going back to the article, says this is a not-so-subtle take on the premillennial view in which Christians are taken away by Christ before the time known as the Great Tribulation. Now, that's if you believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. Okay, now I'm not... I'm not here to get into a rapture debate. Okay, but that's what she was saying regarding that particular subject. And that's why I said, I want to broach some of these subjects because there's, there's dissenting viewpoints on that issue. There's... Other things I've read saying they're actually going to end up having a false rapture, which I think we're going to talk about that as well, where a lot of these new age, high level people are taken. And that's because they have had this special privilege of actually being taken up to the mothership, that type of thing. So there's there's a lot of various opinions on that particular subject. And I kind of want to give you both sides of that so you're familiar with them. So going further, it says there are also views that ET believers will be taken away by spaceships to a planet called Heaven, (laughs) in which some uh, iterations even feature a golden city much like the New Jerusalem. Well, like Satan being the mass, the uh, the counterfeiter, you know. Uh, Chandler Thelma Terrell, who goes... By the spiritual name Tuella writes, quote, "Our rescue ships will be able to come in close enough in the twinkling of an eye to set our lifting beams in operation in a moment. And over the globe, where the events warrant it, this will be our method of evacu- evacuation. Mankind will be lifted by the beams from our smaller ships." Earth changes will be the primary factor in mass evacuation of the planet. There is a method and great organization in a detailed plan already near completion for the purpose of removing souls from the planet in the event of catastrophic events making a rescue necessary. The great evacuation will come upon the world very suddenly. The flash of emergency events will be as a lightning that flashes in the sky. So suddenly and quick in its happening that it's almost over before you're aware of its presence. So again, this guy, the man writing this article, goes on to say, this is a strikingly similar to 1 Corinthians 15, 51-52, I believe where it talks about the an twinkling of an eye, and the catching away of the believers. Well, however, we should not be surprised, the enemy has been a counterfeiter, and we are warned that he masquerades as an angel of light. In 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14. In others, the aliens will herald in the apocalypse. Some type of E.T. belief have alien-human hybrids as an integral part of the end-time scenario. So there's a lot of different flavors on that particular subject. I just kind of wanted you to be aware of this. I did talk about this when I talked about um, Project Bluebeam. And I think that was the end, the last teaching I did on the Grenada Tree. I tried to look it up on the internet, on my website. I couldn't find it. Um... But it's Bluebeam, and I believe if you, if you listen to my teaching I did on the Grenada Treaty, I think it's the last one. And I do give you the link to that Grenada Treaty teaching that I did, um, I think at least two different times in this PDF, so you can find it. Now, let's go further. Um, we're going to talk about Louis Farrakhan's Nation of Islam linked to the UFOs. Uh, let's see here. I think I can get this done before we we need to go to the next teaching. Uh, in Alien Intrusion, UFOs and Evolution Connection, we, we revealed that the founder of the Million Man March and current leader of the Nation of Islam, I believe in America, was a former UFO contactee. As a man, Louis Farrakhan... Okay, so now we've got, you know... Islam, who I've done, I don't know how many teachings on Islam, exposing this diabolical hypocritical, evil religion cult death cult of Allah, the moon god as a young man, Louis Farrakhan claims he was taken aboard a UFO where he met Master Elijah Muhammad the former leader who was actually at that point deceased yeah. well whoever he met was a counterfeit of that leader because Elijah Muhammad's burning in hell right now, okay? But what he what he met was some type of counterfeit of this. And go, going further, it says, this was kept under wraps for years, probably due to credibility problems that such claims would have, but apparently not anymore. And again, people are starting to really come out of the woodwork. They're starting to say, okay, and I've been suppressing this information for a long time. Now I'm going to come out with it. I think the world's ready for it. Farrakhan and his followers apparently believe that Armageddon is coming and that the spaceships will return again someday. On reporting about a recent convention in Chicago where over 10,000 followers gallored, gathered, Fox News reported Ishmael Muhammad, the religion's national assistant minister, told the, United, told the Associated Press, quote, There's enough evidence that has been put out before the world and the public. There have been enough accounts and sightings and enough movies and documentaries made. I don't think you would find too many people that would call it crazy. Meaning this whole the whole UFO phenomenon. Indeed, by embracing popular belief and incorporating it into their religion, the nation of Islam might increasingly be more attractive to many trying to fit UFOs and aliens into their religious worldview. Yeah, I mean you've got the two major monotheistic religions, so, you know, Christianity, and that's a very, very broad term, I mean, because they they lump the Catholics in with that, and, you know, a lot of other pseudo-Christian movements, and then Islam, monotheistic meaning one God, well, they worship Allah, the, the fallen angel moon God, Okay, has nothing to do with the God of the Bible, that's for sure, Well, you've got now those two religions, monotheistic, which, like I said, would be some of the, two of the main stumbling blocks to the aliens being able to infiltrate all false religions in the world, the two monotheistic religions, now the Catholics and Islam are coming out and saying, yeah, well, you know, Louis Farrakhan was taken aboard a mothership and, you know... The Pope's coming out saying we're gonna, you know, it's okay to baptize uh, aliens and there are space brothers and all this other stuff. So I think what that's doing is trying to soften that up, so that when this does happen, a lot of people will already be preconditioned mentally to accept it. We're gonna watch a about five minutes of this clip of Louis Farrakhan talking about this particular uh, phenomenon. So, just to read you a little excerpt about this. For those who stay up to date on the advancement of this lie, meaning uh, UFO lie, you should be aware of the statements of Louis Farrakhan. In a recent interview, Farrakhan stated that these wheels, who he refers to as UFOs, will be seen by the American people by the millions. Now, I'm going to go ahead and roll that clip now.
1: It has been a secret, uh, above-top secret, in the United States and in governments around the world.
2: Okay, now this again. This is Louis Farrakhan, and again, this is uh, this was a interview he did with a Mexican TV station. Okay, and um, I've never quite seen anything like this from a high-level monotheistic religion, where they've actually come out and been this candid and this frank about this particular movement. I mean, granted, the guy's deluded. Okay? and But it was pretty, what he says, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, um, it, it just really show, goes to show you how they're really coming out, being very open about this now. Whereas before, I don't, I mean, ten years ago, this would have been unheard of.
1: But more recently, governments have decided to expose... To their populace, the reality of the existence of these so-called unidentified flying objects. Do you think it's time now to let everybody know about this? Are we ready for this? Whether those in power think it's time or not is immaterial or irrelevant, because these wheels are now being seen over the major cities. And when human beings of intelligence can look up and see these phenomenon, or this phenomena, how can you keep hiding it in the midst of thousands upon thousands of people now seeing them? And in this modern age of technology with um, recording instruments in a telephone that is now in the hands of millions and billions of people, then when they show up, the people film it. So now, what can you say now? You could say it was swamp gas yesterday. You could say it was a balloon. You could say it was all these Uh, explain away techniques of masterful liars and artful deceivers. But today, it is time, and now it is being made manifest. So somebody has to answer the question, what are they? Why are they there? Why have they been over all of the atomic installations, not only in America but all over the world, why has the power from these so-called unidentified flying objects been able to nullify the power of rockets to go up in case there is an atomic
2: warfare? Now again, he brings up an interesting point there with this atomic question, which it seems as though... One of the themes that I've seen is, is that these occupants of these UFOs are very, very concerned about this atomic a- aspect. And they've been seen over, like they said, atomic reactors and, and these atomic rockets, which obviously could do devastate. We've got enough atomic weapons to totally wipe out everybody in the world probably a hundred times over, Uh is that going to, like with Fukushima, for example, if we were to have, and again, we've been talking a lot lately about this, the New Madrid fault line and the nuclear reactors right on the side of the Mississippi River, which essentially, you have the Mississippi, you have this flooding, you have these dams upstream in Montana knows that we had talked about that were um, on the verge of, of literally breaking due to the um, record snowfall melt, um, if this were to happen and these nuclear reactors were to be breached, and again, there's one that, that has been under, you know, breached by the water from the Missouri River that, we, that I've sent out a couple different emails on. If you had some, a mass outbreak of earthquakes, and you had all... It would be a perfect scenario for these supposed aliens to come along and say, hey, listen... We know you can't clean it up, but we can. Do you want our help? And it does seem that they have had a preoccupation with these atomic reactors and with nuclear weapons as it is. So, again, just wanted to kind of mention that.
1: Power that these machines uh, exercise, which America has not fully seen yet. Um, I think... It is more than time that the populace of our planet should know where these wheels are from, what their real purpose is, who is behind it all. Then the people can either accept it or reject it. Are you in your position going to ask the American government to open the files like other countries have done around this extraterrestrial or so-called wheels phenomenon, what is going to be the official position of uh, Islam in the United States? It doesn't make any difference to me whether they open them or don't open them because it's going to be so evident. These wheels will be seen by the American people, by the millions, in a few days. So whether they open the files...
2: Now, he doesn't mean like in a few days from the interview. But he meant that when they make their mass appearance, kind of like the V series, kind of like Independence Day, kind of like a lot of these... uh, Was that District 9 or whatever? Where they're just going to appear at once. Why would they just want to appear at once? For maximum shock value. (laughs) When they come, they're not going to come just like... Now, granted, they've been they've been making appearances for, for years and years and years, and I understand a lot of this is probably also governmental, our own government, their own knockoff ships from whatever steeled or traded technology or that's a whole other subject I got into with the Grenada Treaty. Okay, which if you want to know about the deduction phenomenon and why all of a sudden it started up around a particular time. You need to listen to that teaching. And I don't really want to go down that rabbit trail today because that's a whole other can of worms. But, you know, that's something to think about, uh, think about as well. So let's go further here.
1: How can you continue to lie in the face of the people seeing with their eyes what you have been trying to hide? I heard the other day, and I don't know how true this is, that Hillary Clinton... I wanted the files to be destroyed I don't know the truth of that But if they destroy all of their files They can't destroy the wheels So it makes no difference to me I wouldn't care whether they said it or said it not I know the truth of it And soon the American people will know the truth of it. And if Mexico is willing to show what she knows and France is willing to show it, Russia is willing, China is willing, well, that's the whole world. So America's going to stand by and still act like it doesn't exist? Why would you take such a silly, unscientific, foolish position? Because you are the boss Of the world. And you don't want anybody to think that you don't have the intelligence, the technology, the firepower to cope with what is above your head. And I'll...
2: Okay, and then he goes on just to kind of, in conclusion type of deal. Uh, But, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to convert to Islam. I mean, that guy's smooth, man. I mean, he he is convincing. You know? I'm just kidding. Teasing. Anyway, uh... But he is very articulate. I, mean, I heard that interview, and, and I I, uh, I was pretty amazed. I did not know that was his stance. I did not know he was taken aboard the old mothership at an early age. I had no idea regarding that. But uh, I think you're going to see a lot of people come out of the woodwork and make similar endorsements prior to the disclosure event. And uh, so don't, don't let that surprise you. So let's go ahead and end part one here, and we'll go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd line 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202. 3rd line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.